tonight I'd like to give a share on um, what seems to be happening all over the world. <clears throat> now I'm going to ask a question. You know, we're watching a tremendous amount of instability in the world. Uh, in other words, uh, we see what's happening in America. There's a uh, COVID-19, which obviously has wrought tremendous uh, upheavals, destruction. We also see the black uh, uprising that's now taking place. And I would imagine a lot of people are just amazed. And I'm sure everybody's wondering, like, what is happening and why is this happening? Well, the truth is really, and um, the truth is really that you are watching something that has, in certain ways, uh, never happened before. So we really have to analyze what is going on. We see that America has been going through tremendous amount of upheavals and eruptions. You see, catastrophes. And it hasn't started now, or the last two and a half months. It really started, you know, with the election of Trump. Let's take a look at some of these ideas. First idea is the accusation when Trump was, uh, you know, became president sometime in January of uh, 2017. All of a sudden, what started was a vendetta against him. You had the Trump, Trump, uh, Russia collusion. This is what started or what happened at that time. That that automatically set the tone for his f entire presidency because now he's under suspicion of actually committing treason. In other words, maybe he got elected because of Russia. Now, of course, in the end, it became a hoax. Everybody realized because of the whole concept of what's called the Pfizer application that the whole thing was predicated on false information. Uh, uh, so, of course, everybody realized it's a hoax. But meanwhile, he was accused for months, right? And as a result of that, he couldn't really do his job. So who's affected? It's not just Trump that's affected. It's the American people that was affected. Because if Trump can't do his job as president, then obviously laws won't be passed, and so on, and everybody will suffer. So that was the first upheaval that happened to America in the beginning of 2017, which is when he became president. The second upheaval was Robert Mueller. All of a sudden, you know, uh, somebody appoints Robert Mueller to be the special counsel. And what that did is it prolonged the agony. In fact, it prolonged the agony almost for another two years, besides spending $35 million. And because of that uh, investigation, the Robert Mueller investigation, you see, uh, the entire credibility of Trump was questioned. And that also, in many ways, handicapped him in terms of being an effective president. Now, it is a miracle that he was able to do what he did. We all know that he has done unbelievable achievements. But still, you can imagine, imagine if he would have been able to you know, uh, that there would not have been these accusations and investigations against him. Who knows what he could have accomplished? But in any case, that was a second uh, instability, tremendous eruption of this entire investigation, you see.
Uh, and then, of course, the third thing, as a result of these things, was the impeachment trial. And that only happened twice in American history, you know. Um, and and the uh, for an American to be imp for an American president to be impeached is absolutely incredible. And th this is what and the whole country was caught up in this for who knows many many weeks and so on. So while he, the trial is taking place, uh, he obviously cannot really do what he can do, and there's an enormous amount of turmoil in America because of this. You see, and of course that was also proven to be a hoax. The people who accused him were proven to be liars, and he was acquitted. So the whole thing was absurd. Meanwhile, it cost America who knows how much money, but the real cost to the American people is that Trump cannot do what he was elected to do. So that's a third upheaval. Then right after that, Right? right after that ended sometime, uh, whatever, in the end of January, in February, there comes the COVID-19 coronavirus. And that really what's called mopped up America. Imagine, people were dying all over the place. People were suffering. They were in hospitals. People were dying without their family, without their loved ones. There was nobody at the funeral. Could you imagine the amount of grief that was happening at that time? And besides that, the economic disaster. You're looking at the economic dissolution of America. How long can America go on without any type of business? Everything was shut down, you see. So that's the fourth tremendous catastrophe of America. And then now we're witnessing out of nowhere, you see, we're witnessing what's called the black uprising. You see, and what that means, of course, is that the black population is, 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 is rioting. You see, actually what they're really doing is protesting. But there's a tremendous amount of upheaval because there's Antifa people. There are many people that are using these blacks as an instrument to create chaos. Rioting, arson, looting, stealing, murder, and so on, killing. It's incredible. And, and, and we, we are now, uh, you know, at this present day, right, uh, in, in June 18th, we're, we're in the midst of this. So I'm sure everybody's walking around and thinking, what is going on here? We haven't had a day's rest, right, uh, a stable government in three and a half years since Trump took office. So the question is, what is going on? Now, this isn't an accident. We know that. We know that everything that happens is a decree by God. So the question is, what is the divine agenda of what is happening now? That is the question. And also we can think about the fact that, <clears throat> what was the future of this? Where is this all leading to? And especially for we who are Jewish people, who believe in God, who believe in, in a messianic process, is this in some way connected to that process? What are we watching, an aberration of history? Or something which is actually part of the plan, you see, that God has instituted in order to accelerate the process? Well, that's what I want to try to answer. So, we have to go back to what's called the Torah. And the Torah, of course, has all the answers. And in many ways, what is happening today 
can be understood by going back at least 4,000 years, actually much further, but at least 4,000 years. And let us go back, in Bracious, to the story of Noach. Now we know what the story of Noach is. We know mankind had tremendously corrupted themselves, you see. And uh, as a result of that, God decided to uh, terminate the planet, flood. So he flooded the entire planet. We know that, you see. Now also, I had mentioned previously, in a previous year, why? So besides the fact that almost all of mankind was incredibly corrupt, one of the major components of this corruption was what's called uh, gender or sexual deviation and perversion. And I mentioned there was an incredible medrash, uh, medrash rabbi, I think it's Perakhavav, that says the following, that the, the, that the decree against the destruction of the earth happened. Why? Why was it sealed? Because if a man would marry a man, which is obviously what took place, or even if he would marry an animal, obviously that's also what took place, you see, then he would write a contract. He would write a contract to the other man to legalize the relationship. Well, that was the straw, obviously, that broke the camel's back. Remember, because what God wants is tikkun, rectification. In order for that to happen, he has to have ma mankind multiply, like it says to Adam Arishan, the first man. Peru uruvu, you will multiply, be fruitful, right? Without that, the earth doesn't continue. And if the earth doesn't continue with mankind, then the tikkun process, the rectification of the entire world, doesn't happen doesn't advance or proceed you see so clearly then once this breaks out where there's an incredible perversion in reproduction then that's the beginning of the end and we see from the time of Noach that once man married man or women married women or whatever it happened right then all of a sudden it went to animals so it became what's called hefker that means everything was permitted you see so that God will not tolerate, you should know, it's called a death decree. It's what's called a deal breaker. Uh, and, and therefore he decided, to, he decided to destroy the planet altogether. However, he allowed Noach and his three sons, Shem, Chom, and Yefes, to survive. Now what was the real meaning of this? Because, and it's very interesting to think about, because we will see how it has tremendous relevance today. What, why the flood? I mean, if God wants to wipe out mankind, what's the problem? He has no problem. He can bring COVID-19, or in that days it was COVID, uh, you know, whatever the year was, and so on, you know, and they'll wipe out. I mean, how many people were there anyway in the entire planet, you know? Why, why deviate and change nature by bringing a massive flood? And the idea to that, Apikabola, counter-Kabbalistic thinking, teaching, is the following. Because what God wanted is that mankind in ten generations should correct the sin of Adam, of man, of Adam Arishan, the first man. And therefore, he should allow the tikkun or the rectification of the ten forces that he created in order to create realities. And their light has to shine or illuminate the planet. And that is the beginning of the entry of God into the planet. What he wants, therefore, is mankind in ten generations, 
right, to correct these ten, what's called spheres, and in the tenth generation, then the world will be rectified, and then could be the beginning, of course, of the redemption. Uh, instead, what happened is not only did they not rectify creation, what they did is engage in incredible sins. So what God decided is to destroy the world, but in a unique way, meter connected meter, measure for measure. Because God said, so to speak, to mankind, your job was to begin the redemption. You see, 10 generations, the rectification of 10 spheres, which emit enormous amount of divine energy, and that would be the rectification of the, of the, of, of the world. Your job is to rectify that and as a result to bring the redemption. And if you bring the redemption, what happens? You have what's called the Or Mashiach, the Messianic light. If you have the Messianic light, then that begins the redemption. So what God said is, I am going to bring down the Messianic light. How? But not as the incredible divine energy and illumination, but I'm going to bring down what's called its analog, its physical representation, its physical analog, which is water. Water is the physical analog of the, the Or Mashiach, the Messianic light. You see, in fact, you see that when, when the Mashiach will come, it says that the earth will be filled, and the earth will be filled with the, with the knowledge of God as the waters covers the seabed. What does that mean? Because water is the physical analog of the Messianic light. So the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God, and that is the Messianic light, just like the water covers the sea because the sea is the physical analog, you see. So what God decided is that I am going to bring down the water, the messianic light, but in the form of its physical analog, which is water, and that will be the flood. So you will drown. Instead of drowning in the analog, rather in the, in the divine energy, illumination of the messianic light, you will drown in its physical analog, which is the water. And now you understand why there was a flood. <coughs> Because God, God always operates with what's called mida connected mida, measure for measure, you see. And that's why there was a, a, a flood. But we can ask, wait a minute, why didn't God just interfere with mankind and take away some, the free will of man and, and, you know, and, and get him to stop? And the answer is, of course, because God does not do that. God wants mankind to rectify creation willingly you see, and with free will so they can be accountable, be responsible, and therefore merit the redemption. So he's not going to interfere with the free will. But when God saw that it's hopeless, that mankind was so corrupt, so pervasive, per, uh, the, in other words, the, the sexual uh, or gender perva uh, per, uh, uh, perversion was so pervasive, so widespread, that it, they would not change. So God decided to what's called restart. You see, imagine you're driving in a car, and all of a sudden it what? It, it stops, you know, it conks out, right? What do you do? You know, in modern day cars, you just press the restart button. So God decided to restart creation as a result of the incredible amount of corruption of mankind, you see. Why? Because God saw that it was hopeless. And therefore God restarted creation. That is a very important scenario. 
that is a very important principle that when God sees the world cannot endure this way and it will not reverse itself he will restart creation that lays the groundwork for what's happening today <coughs> how important is this well one of the Chazal it's in the uh, the Jerusalem Talmud Talmud Yerushalmi went over to Eli Yohanovi and he said to him why do earthquakes happen which is an interesting question you know but why do they happen now we would say well they happen because of physical reasons you know there are fault lines and tectonic plates rub against each other and there's an earthquake and so on but Elio didn't say because of science Elio said the reason why earthquakes happen is because of Mishkav Zohar because of sexual perversion that's what Elio said it's incredible that shows you how disruptive that type of behavior of mankind in is and how serious the sin is now why an earthquake because if you think about it right what is the foundation of man's ability to survive on the planet and the answer is the ground an earthquake is an upheaval in the ground sexual perversion you see or sexual deviation destroys the foundation of the civilization of man which is the same thing as an earthquake and therefore measure for measure an earthquake will happen so we're looking at something which can destroy civilization and therefore God will not allow it to be legalized I mean if people want to commit that sin which is terrible that's one thing but you, you cannot legalize that and you certainly cannot promote this because God is going to take action which is we see that's what he does now okay we now have the principle how does it apply today now let's take a look in June 2015 the Supreme Court came out with a terrible ruling who was the guy who was the one who decided in the end sort of like the fifth guy because there are nine on the Supreme Court there was a guy called Anthony Kennedy he decided and what he did or not only him but the other four with him the liberals and so on <clears throat> what they did is made a terrible decision what was that <clears throat> they actually interpreted the Constitution that marriage between same-sex genders uh, same-gender uh, people okay is is legal that's what they said which was a tremendous distortion of the Constitution which people everybody recognized you see it never happened before and now they interpreted that marriage is protected even if you are part of the people who deviate and uh, and have perversions of, uh, of of marriage which is terrible and we know who these people are they're called the LGBTQ okay these these groups and so on uh, exercise this uh, option and not only that but they promote it that's what happened in June of 2015 so they legalized marriage and, and they based it on the Constitution now the problem is is that you can't even reverse it basically why because they said it's Constitution so in order to reverse it you have to have what's called a constitutional amendment that's not gonna happen 
So therefore, that meant that it's hopeless. And th that means they initiate the destruction of civilization, which is exactly what happened in the time of Noach, you see. Therefore, God decided, same thing in Noach. Now, God is not going to bring a flood because he swore to Noach <coughs> that he would not destroy the world. We could destroy countries, which we will see he did. But he wanted to destroy the planet. So what did God do? We know. If God sees that this is going to happen, and now it's legalized, and it's being promoted, then that is in many ways the basic end of civilization, that God will not tolerate. And we see that from the parsha of Noach. You see? That's what we see from Noach. That's exactly what happened. Cataclysmic event. So guess what? We know what God does. He restarts civilization. Now that's an incredible concept. Yes, God is restarting civilization. How? He's not going to bring a flood. So what does it mean he restarts civilization? And the answer is that he's going to restart civilization and start the Geula, the redemption itself. Because that is the beginning of the termination of civilization. That's right. That's what he did. He restarted civilization, which is what he did by Noach. But just like by Noach, we see that what destroyed civilization was the messianic light as water, which is the physical analog. But now he's going to restart civilization. In what way? In the concept of the messianic light or the messianic process. That's interesting. So therefore, the messianic process begins at that point in time, which I'm showing you, June 2015. The question is, how do we see that? There's no messianic light. But when you think about it, here's what happened. The amazing thing is this, is that in June of 2015, Donald Trump announced his candidacy. That's what happened the very same month. And I've said many things about Donald Trump, many, and they were all in previous shiurim or previous lectures. Um, who is Donald Trump, really? Donald Trump, it's not him. Donald Trump is in many ways uh, a reincarnation, which I've said before, of Marcus Aurelius Antoninus, who is also basically a reincarnation, probably, of Aesop. Now, I've mentioned before, you really have to check out the lecture, that Esau, in the end, does tshuva. He repents. In other words, Esau wanted to steal all the blessings. He wanted all the blessings. And Yaakov, of course, took it from him. And so on, because Esau was a Russia. But in the end, I mentioned in Pashas Vayishlach that he met Yaakov. And he actually said to him, Yehilu let that which is yours be yours. Which means that that's tshuva. And Rashi says there that Esau said to Jacob, to Yaakov, let that which is yours be yours, which means that the blessings that you took from me, it's yours. Which means that the entire spiritual heritage, okay, the land of Israel, it's all yours. Because God promised the land of Israel to Avram Avinu and his descendants. So Esau relinquished everything to Yaakov. That is the tshuva of Esau. The problem, as I mentioned then, previous lecture, is that Yaakov did not realize that, you see, 
So he didn't do anything to, to advance the repentant, repentance process of Esau. So Esau returned to his evil ways. But God said that because you want to repent, in fact, he actually did repent by giving Yaakov back his due. In the end of time, I will bring you back. You will repent specifically to help the Jews finish the process before the Mashiach comes. You see, in other words, you will initiate the process and you will help the Jews do the Tikkun itself. And because of that, you will receive unparalleled reward. You see, and that's who Trump really is. You see, <clears throat> but if you want a full understanding, then you have to go the, back to the lectures uh, which, I, which, which I had said <clears throat> in actually uh, June, July, or was it August of 2016. Anyway, <clears throat> therefore, <clears throat> on June, in June itself of 2015, in the same month that the Supreme Court did this, God pressed the restart button. He allowed Donald Trump, he announced his candidacy. Now, did Donald Trump win? Of course he won. And I, I, the truth is, I knew that he would win then. Because if you're familiar with the Hashkafa, you can predict that of course he won. But the fact that way that he won is a mess. It's a miracle. He beat 16 heavyweight candidates, governors, statesmen, uh, a congressman and so on, senators. He beat them all. Why? Because God restart the messianic or the redemption process. You see, and of course the whole, the whole America, probably the whole world was shocked. Um, and therefore we realized that uh, Trump in his capacity as a messianic figure. Now remember, he's not the Mashiach. Of course not. He's not Jewish. He's not the Mashiach. You see, but he is a messianic figure that contributes to the entire process. And it started then. And he has four purposes, which I mentioned, which is really messianic. The first thing is to do what? Is to protect the Jewish people, which he has so eloquently. Against what? Against Russia, against the United Nations, against so many different factors, factions that want to destroy Israel, he protects them. And I'm not going to go through the history, but we can all look at what he's done. The second purpose, okay, is to return the land of Israel to the Jews. And that's what he said. He said, let that which is yours be yours. Which means that the spiritual inheritance of, of Yitzchok and the land of Israel is yours. And that's exactly what he did. He gave Jerusalem back, the Golan, he moved the embassy, you see, and not only that, basically, he says you can actually annex the territories, basically, that's what he said. In any case, he gave the land of Israel back, you see. The third thing he has to do is make the United States great. Why? Because if the U.S. is great, and Israel, Trump, and he really, Trump really loves the Jews, he loves Israel, you know, then if that's the case, then nations will befriend Israel because they want to curry favor with the United States. And the greater the U.S. is, the more people want to be friends with the United States and enjoy, of course, uh, their greatness. Uh, so that's a, 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 a third a very important uh, task of, um, of, uh, of Trump. 
Now Trump is therefore the Tevshah Be'esav. That's really what he is. And he's doing tshuva, right? And, and so on. Therefore, this happened at the very, in the very month that it became legal in marriage to deviate from what's, what is nature, what is a deviate from what's normal. Uh, now, this is what's happened. And of course, Trump has been doing all this for three and a half years. Exactly what his assignment is. It got worse. Why? Because last week, again in June of 2020, the UN, not the UN, excuse me, the Supreme Court issued a terrible ruling. And what's interesting is the one who is responsible, because he was number five, is Neil Gorsuch, who was a conservative. What was the ruling? The ruling is, is that normally it says, uh, you know, and certainly in the law of the United States, that you cannot discriminate because of race or religion or color or sex. Now, what that really means, of course, is, you know, if a woman wants to apply for a job, right, or a woman wants to, uh, you know, uh, let's say rent out, uh, you know, uh, a, a room that you have or an apartment or whatever, you cannot discriminate based on that. And that's what it means. But what these people, five of these people of the Supreme Court, what they said was incredible. That you cannot discriminate against sex includes the orientation of sex. Which means that if somebody wants to become a transsexual, have an operation, or if somebody decides he wants to become a homosexual or whatever and so on, you can't discriminate. Even though it's his choice. This isn't natural. You cannot even discriminate against a guy who makes that choice, which is unheard of. That's not the law. In fact, that law, if you want to make that law, you need Congress to make that law. What the Supreme Court did is they usurped the separation of powers and they made the legislation. Because that wasn't the intent, of course, of that law. Of course not. It's one thing you can't discriminate against, you know, for sexual discrimination, which is natural. But some guy decides to deviate, makes a choice. You mean you can't discriminate against him? What does this mean? So what they now did is they additionally enshrined the right completely of anybody who exercises a sexual alternative style is now legally completely protected. And I want to tell you something. This, in many ways, is terrible for the United States. You see, it's because it's going to happen, it's going to have unbelievable consequences to this in terms of who you can rent to, who you can hire, we don't, in terms of religion, freedom, religious freedom, and so on. It's going to bring incredible amount of uh, lawsuits uh, because of this. But the worst part about that, of course, is that, look what it did. It made the United States more corrupt, you see, which is very bad, you see. And that's what happened. Now, the second thing which I had mentioned in a previous lecture <clears throat> is that not only did this happen now, which in a certain sense, it's hopeless. That means, what it means is that just like by Noyach, you can't reverse it, you see. This also you really can't reverse. 
because it is tremendously widespread you see and what's even worse is that America accepts it we see that there was somebody running for president without mentioning his name we all know who that is who's married to a guy he's homosexual and he has a husband and he was running for president and he got millions of votes could you imagine if he would have been elected then he would be president his husband right would be the uh, you know the first man whatever you want to call him right and wherever the president is he would come with his husband could you imagine he would have been the poster boy for what for this alternative lifestyle of homosexuality and marriage well in many ways so America accepted that and they voted for the guy so what that means is not only is this true of America it's also true of the entire world because what America, whatever America does is a beacon for the entire world itself that means really in a certain sense the world is finished what does that mean that means God will not recant or change the restart button it is now go, going down to the end you see therefore we now understand we are seriously in the messianic process now how do we understand this further well one of the things to understand is that in this process the Satan Satan is dying now I don't want to go into the whole mechanism of what that means but the Satan is dying the exile is ending after 2,000 years now the last thing that the Satan wants of course is Trump because Trump is the Tev Esav he is supposed to help the Jewish people do their tikkun do the rectification you see he is supposed to in a certain sense help the Jews bring the Mashiach Satan doesn't want that because that's the end of his his uh, his dominion so therefore what the Satan has done basically is that he's going to try his best he's going to get his guys who are they the Rasha Esav the evil people who represent the evil of Esav who are they they are the liberal Democrats they are the they are the the uh, the uh, establishment the liberal progressive and and so on you see they are his guys so he's going to get them to destroy Trump which is of course what he's been doing for obviously for three and a half years in other words his soldiers are the Rasha base of the evil of part of Esav and they will destroy Trump now the obvious reason for that why why is it because Trump is an existential threat to the Sutton and an existential threat right to the evil part of Esav you see and the Sutton needs the evil part of Esav in order in many ways to get the world to do evil and he wants this therefore Trump being an existential threat and that's what he says he wants to clean the swamp you see now we begin to understand what is happening what we are witnessing is what's called you can almost describe it as supernatural events and what that means is that they are historical they never happened before that's how you know it's messianic you see what are they well first of all there is an abnormal hatred of Trump we've never seen that before it's like a gut hatred of the man you see and like I said we've never seen that before 
Why do you hate the guy so much? You know, what did he do to you? You see, and it doesn't make a difference what he does. They hate him with a, a passion. You know, in fact, it's even called Trump obsession or Trump mania. And it's, it can always be labeled as a severe neurosis. We've never seen that before. I mean, you could disagree with people, disagree with presidents. You could dislike people. But you don't hate the guy the way they hate Trump. That's abnormal. The second thing, he has done tremendous achievements. Nobody can deny that, really. I mean, I'm not going to list his achievements. But we all know what he's done is historical in terms of the unemployment, uh, the, the immigration, how he's helped the United States in terms of energy and jobs. It's unbelievable. And believe me, there's a whole list of things that he's achieved. And that's all of it with the incredible impediments to his presidency, you see. But of course, it's not acknowledged at all. The media doesn't acknowledge anything of it. If he does anything good, they don't acknowledge. That's abnormal. The media never was this. The media was, like I say, journalism. And journalism is to report the facts. If you want to ha have an opinion, then you put it on the opinion page. You don't put that on the, uh, on the headline of the newspaper. So the media has become part of the propagandize the Democratic Party, you see. So they never acknowledge anything good that he's done. Not only that, they will deny it, that he hasn't done it. Yeah, it's not him, it's Obama. You see, this is an insanity. Not only that, what we now see is something which I've, I, I, it's hard for me even to believe. Joe Biden, you know, he's a nice guy, senator, I think for over 40 years. Okay, but how can he run for president? He's senile. I mean, it's a tragedy. He's obviously either has the beginnings of Alzheimer's or he's, he's the beginnings of dementia. But he's senile. Everybody knows that. So the question is, how could you put him up as a counterpart or as a, as a contestant candidate against Trump? Everybody knows that he's severely mentally handicapped. And he's going to get worse. How could he run the country? So not only is he bad, it will, it, it will incredibly embarrass him when he comes to debate Trump, but how can a man like that run the country? So it's the American people that will be destroyed or suffer severely from a man that true has tremendous mental issues. You, you see, yet the Democrats, the liberal Democrats, the media, they don't care. You can imagine the, the, the hatred of Trump is so great that it exceeds the welfare of the United States. This would never have happened in the past. Of course not. You know, nobody would have voted for this man and never, nobody would ever put a guy like this up. In many ways, it's a Rahmanis. It's, 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 it's a tragedy of this man. The tragedy is that he himself doesn't care if he's going to be, you know, dumped on by Trump. That shows you the incredible hatred that they are willing to exercise a, a, a thing which never happened before and put somebody who's mentally handicapped to become president of the United States. I mean, it's unbelievable what is happening, you see. And not only that, whatever happens that can be blamed on Trump, they will blame. Everything. Even if it has nothing to do with Trump. You know? <clears throat> Uh, which is astounding. What do we see? 
All of this is abnormal. Everything. In other words, in a certain sense, I would even use the word, it's extraordinary. It is supernatural. How do we understand that? Because this is satanic to destroy Trump. Why? Because Trump, in many ways, is part of the messianic process. You see. So, we now understand, because of this, what has happened, right? We now understand, from this perspective, that the Russian-Trump collusion, one, hoax, the number two, uh, is uh, Robert uh, Mueller. That's the second upheaval. The third upheaval, impeachment, is all satanically driven, you see. And I mentioned to a certain extent even COVID-19 is satanically driven. Why? So they can blame Trump. And of course the black uprising, of course is all satanically driven in that sense, as I will speak about, to destroy Trump. So the, the, the first perspective of all of this is to destroy Trump. But there's a second perspective. And that is in many ways to punish America. And that's what's happening, like I said. Because even though God has initiated that messianic process, He's going to punish America for what they're doing. Therefore, these ideas of the Trump collusion with Russia, which is a hoax, or the concept of, right, uh, the concept of uh, the impeachment, you see, or, or, the, or the concept not only of the impeachment, but also the uh, Robert Mueller, all of that is to create a terrible instability in the government of the United States. And who suffers? It's not just Trump. It's the United States. The people suffer. That's why it's astounding. How can America be so foolish as to allow this? They voted for a guy constitutionally. Don't you understand that it's not just him that's being destroyed? It's you that's being destroyed. Because he could have done 10 times more than what he did. It's astounding that he did what he did. So the American people are fools for allowing this. And it's been going on for years. That's punishment for America. The next punishment, of course, is COVID-19. What is COVID-19? It's a, it's a civilization destroyer. So here's the measure for measure, which is how God always does judgment. You want to destroy my world, God says to America. You want to destroy them where there will be no longer reproduction. Not only that, it's growing by leaps and bounds. You see, you want to do that to my world, that I will destroy your country. That's exactly what COVID-19 has done. COVID-19 destroys America. You see, whether it be through death, through unbelievable pachadmavis anxiety, tremendous suffering, you see, and not only that, the economic disaster that's been happening. That's what God says. It's a meter connect, meter measure for measure, that it is something that if it continues, which it won't, and I will tell you why, can definitely destroy America. In fact, it can destroy the entire world because the whole world is becoming sexually deviant and, of course, uh, the uh, perversions that are really happening, you see. <clears throat> so, that's what's happened. But there's a new thing on the horizon. 
how it's going to destroy America. How? Let's take a look at the blacks. It, it, in many ways, the blacks throughout history have been, it's a tragic situation with them. They have been persecuted, you know, terribly demeaned, and, and so on, almost throughout history, which of course is terrible, you see. <clears throat> in fact, one of the greatest terrible things that the United States has done to the blacks is, is, is slavery. Now, people quote the Torah, the Bible. Well, the Bible condones slavery. It even has laws about them. But what are you talking about? <clears throat> the people in the Torah that became slaves did so willingly because they needed money. So they said that a guy would walk over, he needed money, uh, he would walk over to somebody and say, listen, I need money, so let me sell myself, which the Torah permits, as a full-time employee, whatever. That's what all the slaves in the Torah did. That's all it is. But in the United States, what the slavery was, is what? Was kidnapping. That's what they did. Kidnap is a crime punishable by death in the Torah. So how could you even bring the Torah as some type of support for slavery? But this happened to the blacks, which was terrible, you see? And there has always been, in many ways, certainly for many, many years, a, a certain amount of racism. But in many ways, what's interesting is that the, the America has, in many ways, cured that in a certain sense. Uh, and I don't want to get into that, but there obviously is still a certain amount of, you know, uh, of uh, ill treatment of blacks. So what God has done is very interesting. Because remember, the focus here is to tremendously make America suffer because of what they're doing. So what he has done, in a certain sense, is commission the blacks, you see. And he's given them the right to have an upheaval, a rebellion. And that is in many ways wreaking havoc with America. And this is what America is seeing. So America, of course, is panicking. Because it's not just in one, one uh, city or state. It's all over America. And it's now beginning all over the world. So God is using the blacks because of their tragic situation. Okay? And he's allowing them to rebel because it, it conforms to his agenda to punish America for what they, do, what they did, you see. So that's the, the fifth thing that's happening, you see. None of this thing happens out of nowhere. The, all of these are divinely decreed that this should be the result, and that, in many ways, is what happened. And I'll tell you something also. This is not the first time that God is using the blacks in their tragic situation to create a suffering for America. 1968, you had the, that was the beginning of the, the, uh, the uh, outgrowth of homosexuality. I think if I remember correctly, it happened in a, a tavern, on the, uh, tavern on the Green in Central Park, where there was a whole congregation of homosexuals, and the police entered, and there was an entire um, uh, melee, whatever, and so on and so forth. And that was the beginning of the outbreak of homosexuality where it became accepted. Not totally, but it began. So God again employed the blacks and their tragic situation to make America suffer. And guess what? Unfortunately and tragically, God used the assassination of Martin Luther King, which of course is a tragedy, 
because really he was a, in many ways he was a great man. It's a tragedy. He used that, and there were riots all over the place. You see? We see the same thing. Again, because of sexual perversion and deviancy. That's 1968. Then what we see, which is interesting, is 2005. What was that? That was New Orleans. Hurricane Katrina. What does that mean? Well, what happened in, 19, in 2005 is Hurricane Katrina, which was a, a, a massive hurricane, hit New Orleans on Monday. Yeah. And it went over the levees, if I remember correctly, which is the wall, because New Orleans, a lot of it is underneath the water. In a certain sense, like Holland, you know. Uh, so it went over the walls. The water, which is the storm surge of the Hurricane Katrina, went over the water, and it destroyed New Orleans. Ah, uh, you see? But why? And the answer to that is incredible. Because on Wednesday, so Monday it hit, Tuesday went over the levees, and on Wednesday was supposed to be a holiday, an annual holiday in New Orleans. And it is called Southern Decadence Day. What is that? The, even from the name itself, you could begin to understand. Southern Decadence Day? Yes. Because uh, apparently New Orleans has a holiday that on this day, Southern Decadence Day, which was supposed to be on Wednesday, which obviously did not occur because New Orleans was destroyed on Tuesday, right? Uh, all of a sudden, any sexual perversion or deviation can be committed even in the streets. And nobody does anything. The cops stand back and do nothing. So even though it's not legalized in that sense, it is accepted by the police department and by the, the municipality or the, the uh, city of New Orleans. What did God do? He destroyed it. What was Hurricane Katrina? It was a mini marble. It was a flood. But it wasn't a flood that d destroyed the planet. It was a, a flood that destroyed New Orleans. But you should know that's very worrisome. Because it shows you that God will not tolerate the abuse of this if a government allows it to happen publicly. I'm not even going into if it's legally done, but publicly. And that was 2005. You see, so God used the, uh, you know, he destroyed Katrina. So what we now see is that he also allows the blacks to rebel because of their, like I say, their terrible situation. And he's using them to make America suffer. That's all part of the agenda, you see. And now we understand that all of these upheavals are either because of the satanic attempt to destroy Trump, that is one number one, or the, the punishment of America because of what they are doing, you see. Now, what, what happens about this? Something which is not good. <clears throat> The United States now is what's called in Hebrew a Mokim Sakona. People don't realize it, or maybe people do realize it, you know. It's like somebody goes to court, okay, and he's being tried for life or death. So he's in a Sakona, because either he lives or he dies. Depends on the verdict of the, uh, the jury, you see. <clears throat> that means that that individual is in a situation of life-threatening situation. 
America is in a life-threatening situation. Why? How, I should say? Well, we know why. Because there's a tremendous punishment going on in America because of what they're doing, to, which we see, of course, from the time of Noyach. What does that mean? What is the life-threatening situation? Either, and here's the life or death, either Trump will win and he will restore America to its greatness, help the Jewish people do their tikkun, and of course <clears throat> maintain capitalism, which is the real reason why America has succeeded. In fact, it's the greatest country ever known in the, in the world. Or the reverse of that, in many ways, is death. What does that mean? In other words, Biden will win. Joe Biden will win, who's mentally incompetent to rule as a president. Okay, and of course, he will not rule. The guys that he assigns as advisors will rule. So it'll be the rule of Joe Biden, right? Probably Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. These people will rule, you see? And what they will do is change America into a socialist world where there will be total government control, you see? And they will limit your freedoms, tax you excessively, and have enormous government control. That's life and death for America, you see? And America is now thrust between those two situations. This election coming up in November 3rd, 2020, is one of the most pivotal elections in the entire history of the United States. I hope you realize that. Because if Biden wins, then America will become socialist. And because he cannot really rule, because he's incompetent mentally, okay, handicapped, then it will be his advisors that take over and do it. You see? So America is in a life and death situation. Well, that's terrible news. But let me tell you what I think is the good news. The good news is that Trump will win. Why? First of all, America has tremendous amount of merits. You see what they've done. They're one of the greatest nations on earth in terms of their kindness. Their foreign uh, contributions are, uh, are uh, greater than any other nation on the planet. And America is really a very fair country. It's fair. The, the, the judicial system is good, you see. And, and therefore, there's a tremendous amount of goodness and equality in America. So I believe, in a certain sense, that will stand for them. And therefore, they will not, Joe Biden will not win, you see. So that's uh, a, a very important idea, is this concept and so on. But there's something else which is very interesting. <clears throat> How is God going to allow this? Because God wants Trump to continue his messianic contribution, you see. So he's not going to put Joe Biden in, he's going to put in Trump. Because he wants him to continue his contributions for a, uh, of, uh, for a messianic process, you see. So as a result of that, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be an incredible landslide for Trump. You see, how do we see this? Well, like I said, because America, like I said, is a great country, and therefore, really, in many ways, um, they will, um, uh, he, he will rule, have a, 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 like I say, a landslide, and so on and so forth, you know, because in the merit that this is part of the messianic process, you still need Trump.
of course. So how does God in many ways guarantee this, which is interesting? And I mentioned the last year on Hogesayichud, which means that God makes an utter fool out of the Sultan. You see. So the Sultan doesn't even understand in a certain way, because God conceals it from him. So the Sultan thinks that he's getting away with killing Trump or trying to destroy his presidency. Meanwhile, what God has done in many ways is astounding. He has allowed all of these things to happen, including the Black Rebellion. Like I said, because of their tragic situation, God is using them to punish America. But what's happening? Because the blacks are being used by who? By the Antifa, right? Those guys who want to destroy America, into a so make America into a social country, right? It's, it's being used, right, by the liberal Democrats, the progressives, you see, by the media, right, to blame Trump. But at the same time, we take a look at all the liberal Democrats as governors and mayors, and it's frightening to look that they are allowing all the rioting, right, the looting, the murder, the killings, the arson, and so on. They are allowing it to occur because the blacks are protesting, which is insane. So America is frightened from this because they realized, and this is what God is showing them, you want to vote for a liberal Democrat that he should be either a governor or a mayor or whatever? I'll show you what they're going to do. And God shows to us by allowing New York City to be destroyed. You see? Or New York State. Or, or, or California. Or, or the other part, or Seattle, or the other parts in America. So people realize this is insane. You see? You know, so it's one thing to try to solve the problem of racism. You know, and so on. That's one thing. So they have protests. But we, we're now seeing what these guys are doing. This is terrible. That is going to produce an incredible backlash to vote for Trump. So that's the Nagasayichud where God is actually showing what these people are capable of and what America will look like if Joe Biden wins and liberal, de liberal Democrats will win. That he's showing them. So what the Sutton is doing, instead of destroying Trump, he's frightening America, and that itself will cause a tremendous surge in his election. And one of the interesting things that are happening is this, uh, I think, uh, Shabbos or whatever, uh, Trump is going to give a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? So you figure, rally, how many guys are going to show up, you know? Okay, maybe, you know, uh, 500, 1,000. Trump's rallies always get between 20, 30, 40, 50,000, maybe more. But this rally, one million people have registered to go to Trump rally. That's like historical. That never happened before. Why? Because that shows you the level of panic in America. Because they now realize that if we don't elect Trump, it's over for America. So what the Sutton has done, instead of destroying Trump, he is now almost guaranteeing his re-election. And it's, it's what's called the old chess game, where God makes a move and the Sutton doesn't see it. Meanwhile, it, it uh, actually destroys the agenda of the Sutton himself. You see. Mm. 
So therefore, that's the first concept, how we can understand what's going on. Now, there's another concept which is very important. You have to understand something. The gullus must end. The exile must end. We know that. Because we know there's a posik in Itzavim that says what? God says. And this is God saying this, which is um, irrevocable. That even if your exiles, your outcasts, be at the ends of heaven, which is scattered throughout the world, from there, the ends of heaven, the exile, I will I will gather you, he will gather you, and he will bring you to him. What is that? That's a divine oath, promise, that God will end the exile and will bring them all back. Now, we can think, well, how will that happen? That's the question. Well, you are witnessing the beginning of the end. Why? I'll show you what I mean, you see. Because people now in America realize that there is no real safety and security anymore. You see, because if Democrats, are, Democrats liberal Democrats are in charge, it's over with. You should take a look at, 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 at Fifth Avenue in New York City. What, what the mayor has allowed, it's unbelievable. A guy can work his whole life for a job, right? To have a business, and overnight it was destroyed. And there's no law and order, it's incredible. So that breaks the illusion of safety and security in America. And that is the beginning of the end, you see. Uh, and therefore, that breaks the love affair between Jews and America. It's a very important idea, which is the beginning. Once you do that, then Jews are now going to think, maybe America is not the place I should be. Maybe I should go back to Eretz Yisrael, to the land of Israel. And somebody told me, which is interesting, and I have not verified it fact, but somebody told me that there are between 60 and 100,000 applications in Nefesh Ben Nefesh, which is an organization that assists you to go on Aliyah, to go to Eretz Yisrael. And that is unheard of. It just shows you how many, Ameri how many Jewish, American Jewish people want to flee. And this is only the beginning. You see, and that is a very important idea. Are we watching the end of the Golas, which is the beginning of the end of America and the love affair that Jews have with America? And it's very possible that's exactly what we are watching. But there's a problem. What's the problem? The problem is that Israel cannot absorb. Could you imagine if two, three million Americans pick themselves up and want to go to Israel? Israel cannot absorb that because they have a terrible bureaucracy and the regulations are terrible. The cost of living, you see, in many ways, it's a fiasco. The real estate situation, the cost of living, as I said. So, therefore, what's God going to do? He's going to chase the American people or people around the world because of the rise in anti-Semitism, which is exactly for the same reason, to drive the Jews to Israel. How are they going to go to Israel if there's no place for them? Because the government in Israel, in many ways, is incompetent to provide place for these Jews. Therefore, I believe what has to be soon is the dissolution of the, that government that is incompetent to deal with this problem in order for 
the world jewelry to come to Eretz Yisrael. Because if the Golis is ending, then the Erev Rav, those people who have a government which in many ways is incompetent to deal with the absorption of so many people, must end. So that is something really to uh, look out for. Well, think about this. You may say, well, wait a minute. If Trump wins, so what's the problem? I'll tell you what the problem is. The problem is the future. What does that mean? Because if even if Trump wins, what's going to happen after Trump? Because an American president can only serve for two terms. So the question is, what can happen after Trump? You see, it's very possible that liberal Democrats will win and the United States will become socialist. Why? Because I'll tell you something that's been going on for years. Because the academia, the universities and the colleges, okay, have been training people in all kinds of leftist ideologies. That's what they know. In fact, many of them believe in so, uh, what you call it, uh, in socialism. That's one of the reasons why Sanders won so many people, all the youth, and so on. So they are growing, and guess what? They are the future of America. That means even if they couldn't get Sanders in now, right? In four years, who knows? There may be enough as a majority to vote in liberal Democrats right, or progressives, or socialists, to change America. Because they will be the majority. And this is what's happening. Slowly they have been uh, educating the youth, which is the future of America, to believe in socialism. You see? That is very bad. So even the future of America is not good. You see? Therefore, the question is, is this the beginning of the end of the Golas? To break that tie between the Jewish people and America. And the truth is, it's not only America. The world, there's a tremendous rise in anti-Semitism. Is that also happening? In order to drive the Jews out of these countries to Israel? Probably. This, therefore, I've tried to explain what is going on. Uh, so, what we see is well, we are really in a messianic process. God has pressed the restart button. But instead of the restart destroying civilization, the restart is to change civilization into the era of the Messiah, of the Mashiach. And that really is what, hap is, what is happening. Hopefully, I provided some type of an understanding of what is going on, to understand all these phenomena all these events which are abnormal they are historical who ever heard of something like that you know a president under attack by a, a tremendous population in the united states a gut hatred right what is this you know and then we're attacked by a covid 19 what is this and then there's a the black uprising that in many ways even that people are taking advantage of them the protests right to panic America? What is all this about? And I want to tell you something. It's not over. We don't know what God is going to send in order to bring a punishment to America. Because I want to tell you something. God is mad. Because America has decided through the Supreme Court
to legalize that which is forbidden. And in the Torah we know that the punishment of homosexuality is death. Now what I say, God says this in the Torah. And not only that, but that's one of the few things that can destroy civilization. We know that. That's exactly why God destroyed civilization in the time of Noach. In any case, so hopefully this will provide to you an understanding, but also questions the future. What is really going on? Like I say, is this the beginning of the end of the Golas? Because how else do you get the Jews to leave America? You see, why would anybody leave America? To get a great country. Because we don't know what the future really is. And right now, it does not look good, even if Trump wins, you see. And hopefully there will be a government in Israel that will be able to absorb all the millions of Jews that live outside of, of Israel. And that will begin the messianic process, you see. But there are many other things that also have to happen, which I mentioned in many previous shurim, the concept of a spiritual rehabilitation. Nobody knows how that's going to start. But that must happen, because that's involved, that's what God means by, it's not just the end of a physical exile. God wants to end a spiritual exile. He wants to bring back all the millions and millions of Jews that have now become estranged from Judaism. And that will be one of the greatest miracles that we can ever see, you see. And that will happen, hopefully, very shortly. Thank you.